Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Average Dude Podcast. My name is Daniel Allison, and I am the Average Dude. Have you or someone you've known ever wanted to start their own business, maybe a boutique, selling clothing and jewelry and things like that? My next guest has done that and done it successfully for 13 years. She's also published her first book. It's my cousin. Her name's Jennifer Watkins, and we have a great conversation. Enjoy. Let's roll. Good morning. There she is. Dan the man. Jenny Winnie. Jennifer Watkins. Thank yes. you for being on the Average Dude Podcast. Thank you for having me finally. Yeah, absolutely. So full disclosure, this podcast is about, you know, being, uh, being real, right? So right. Jenny is my cousin, but I'm not just bringing relative. I've got, I haven't gotten so desperate that I'm just putting any relative that I can find on my podcast. I know because we had to kind of beg to come on. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> not true at all. But thank you for joining me. A successful business owner, now a pub, you've published your first book. Yes. So we've got a lot to talk about. So I am really excited to talk to you about this. And uh, really, I've been thinking about it. I, I told some folks that I was having you on and that you own a boutique. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. But there's a lot of people out there that want to do something similar to what you're doing. So right. I, I really want to dig into that and, and find out more. So tell us, tell us about a boutique. Let's just start there and tell us what a boutique is and, and when it got started and how. Okay. Well, um, a boutique is a, a, is a women's clothing accessory store that is actually owned by me and my mom, your aunt, Diane. Right. And we, um, we started it years ago. It's been about 16 years ago and mm -hmm. just, um, it was kind of for me out of necessity. I was going through a divorce. years. Yes. Wow. Uh-huh. Because That's Maggie, my daughter, is almost 17, and she was in a playpen when we started. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's, we started just like in a hole in the wall, you know, mm -hmm. low rent, trying to build a customer base, and then mm -hmm. moved and grew, and we finally have bought our own building, um, and uh, that's probably been the best decision we've made, you know. Um, yeah. But it, it's just a... Uh, We've got a good loyal customer base, but it's it's definitely not something that's just easy that you say, hey, I'm gonna open a store one day. Right, well, let me ask you this. A lot of folks want to have a business partner. You mentioned that your business partner was your mom. What makes a good business partnership? Um, I think, honestly, it's bringing something different to the table by each mm -hmm. person. I yes. always, I joke with mom all the time. I'm like, I'm not sure if you're, what kind of brain you are, if it's right or left brain, but I know I'm the opposite because <laughs> she, <laughs> she thinks completely different than I do. Yes. Um, you know, she, but, but I think it's like also with this kind of business, mom has a feel for what people her age might like. I have a feel for what people my age might like. Right. I'm a little more in tune with technology and yes. You know, that kind of thing. Mom's old school, keeping up with the books on a note card. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I agree with you. It's a fantastic one-two punch, and, yep. and both appeal maybe to a different customer. So that broadens your customer base and broadens the appeal. Right. But then also, it's like, you know, behind the scenes, 
it's we also do things differently too. Mom is is good at certain things. Um, I, I do a lot of the paperwork, the taxes, payroll. That I, I like doing that kind of stuff. Right. So what? So let me ask you this. So being different like that, I'm sure there's things that you come across sometimes where you disagree. Oh yeah. And do you do you flip a coin to get to see who decides it gets their way, or how does that work? Well, used to. Yeah, yeah, that. Um, well, when you're younger, you, you just let your mom win that one. But <laughs> as I've gotten older, I'm kind of like, Mom, okay. She, she, I feel bad because I don't think she, uh, she trusts herself to make the decisions anymore. She'll say, well, what do you think? And I'm like, well, you can decide. She's like, no, what do you think? So, yeah, you know, it's like, we, it's a give and take. It, even like when we go to buy clothes for the store, right. if it's something that I say, I hate that, uh-huh. then she won't do it regard, it, it, the same way. You know, right. if we absolutely hate it of the other person, what they're picking out, we won't do it. Sometimes we override each other, but, you know, we have that veto power. That's interesting. So with time, especially working closely together in the same business, y'all have learned kind of that ebb and flow and, and when to give and when not to give. Yes. And, and it sounds like your mom is trusting you more and more. Oh, she is. And, yeah. and then now I'm kind of like, you know, you kind of regret that somewhat because you're like, um, yeah, I don't want to make all the decisions. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So then uh-huh. you have more respect for your mom. So it's, it's a nice kind of reciprocal. Oh, respect. it is. And then you got to have great people that work with you, too, that you yeah. trust completely, you know. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah you feel like, you feel like you have not, that? Huh? I said, do you feel like you have that? Absolutely. Because, yeah. you know, if you, you want someone who's going to work the, your business like it's their business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And a lot of people, sadly, it seems that a, a, a lot of young ones today come out, you know, just looking to, you know, they want instant gratification and they want to be at the top. They don't want to build their way up somehow. And yeah. it's like, but then when you get people and, and the people who've worked with us have worked with us almost since the beginning. Right. And I trust them with everything. So right. oh, that's if you important. have that, then you, you've got, you've got a good business. Yeah. So it, well, let's ask you this. What do you think keeps customers coming back? Because I know you have kind of some regular customers. Yes. How do people like shopping at a boutique when they could go online, right, Jenny? They could find yep. things online. Oh, yeah. And- well, okay. well, I think, honestly, it's, it's the, one, it's the customer service, but we've also kind of become friends with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I, I wrote a little article one time for this uh, women's journal, and I entitled it, uh, cheers. Yes. You know, where everyone knows your name. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when they come in, it's kind of Great like, hey, Norm, you know? Yeah. And, but it's, we know them. People come by sometimes twice a week. Mm-hmm. Knowing that they don't need to buy anything. They just want to <laughs> hang out and talk and, you yes. know. Absolutely. It's kind of like, like your, your local bar, except, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not a bar and you come in and just, you know, share your woes with us. Right. Everybody's friends and talking about yes. what's going on in life. And hey, we, we also sell things here too. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> they come in, we have a couch. We have some men that come in with their wives. They sit down on the couch and they're, you know, we go up there and sit and chit chat with them. And I mean, even sometimes the men will say, let's go up and see the girls at a boutique. You know, they just want to chit chat. Absolutely. That's uh-huh. great. But, it, but, you know, it's important, too. It's Saturday. I know you're working today. It's not all rainbows and butterflies. I mean, a lot, I think a lot of people would say, man, she's getting to do what she loves, what she's uh-huh. good at, has her own business, and been doing it for a long time. But there's a downside to it? Uh, yeah. 
because, <laughs> you know, people say, well, when you have your own business, you've got it made and, oh, you must be making the money and for years, but it's, it's not like that. It's, you know, you, you put a lot of work into it and yeah. it's not, you know, you don't have just a regular job where you're getting paid every two weeks by a different company. You've got to get in there and sell it, pay your employees so you can pay yourself. Yeah. You, know, you can make bad decisions and it's going to, and you're going to pay for it somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of pressure. So well, like today I usually, I try not to work on Saturdays. Right. But if somebody's sick and can't come in, who's going to come in? It's going to be the, who owns it. That's right. Yeah. Somebody, somebody's got to be there. Yep. So let me ask you this. If you could go back and so let's talk, there's probably some people out there that have in their mind, man, I would love to start something mm -hmm. like this. Mm -hmm. And go back in time. What, what, if anything, would you do different in the beginning and what advice could you give to those folks that want to do something very similar, create what you have? Uh, if, if, if I could go back, yeah. I would definitely, I know that people, they're like, oh, you know, they, they may not want to do a loan or whatever. I would take out a working capital loan. Okay. Take it out for, you know, don't try to start your business with your own funds and constantly do that. Um, but, but that's just trial and error. You know, I would, uh, in the beginning, it took me years to get to the point to where we did a point of sale system. You need to track that inventory. You know, I had, that was one of the things mom and I, we conflicted on. Yeah. But in the end, she loves it because I can track customers. I can track what they bought. I can see what they bought, stuff like yeah. that. So, I mean, that would be great to have had from the beginning, but I would definitely say, you know, have a good uh, budget and plan. Mm -hmm. And don't, if you're buying for a store, don't just say, well, I love it. I'm going to buy that. I'm, I love that. I'm going to buy that because then, then you've got, you know, all this merchandise, space it out. I've learned through the years. I mean, I carry a big book with me. I, I, I compare sales from July of last year to July of 2013. So I can figure out how much merchandise to bring in for July. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. So you get that data and you're able to look back and see yep. trends, the ebb and the flow. Yep. When people are purchasing, when you're buying things for the store, are you buying it for yourself or are you buying it for what you know people will like? I used to, when I was younger, I would buy it for myself more so like, oh, I love that. I want that. Yeah. But now I'm like, well, just because I love it doesn't mean everybody else is going to buy it. Yes. So a lot of times we buy things with specific customers in mind. And uh -huh. then, you know, we, we also buy for the store because when you buy, you can't just buy a piece here and there. You've got to, we place orders, actually markets going on in Atlanta this weekend and yes. we, we can't go because of, of COVID, but yeah. there's still people going. But like say in August, we're going to be buying for spring of next year, you know? And so wow. it's hard. You have to really think about what people might want yes. six months in advance. Yes. Well, that's why it's nice to have that regular customer where you, you've been working with these folks for years. So you kind of oh, have yeah. a feel for what they're going to like. Yeah, I have some customers. I have one I can think of that I haven't really ever even met. And <laughs> she just seen the stuff I put together on social media. Yeah. And I've got a feel of what she likes. I constantly take pictures and I deliver to her once a week. She's at work. Yeah. She, she takes a little time to try it on and then she leaves it out and I pick it up and pick up a check and that's it. Oh, that's nice. Would you like to do more of that? Absolutely. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I, when, when COVID started, I, I kind of morphed into, let me send you a, a pick box, so to speak. If yeah. I know what you like, let me throw together some clothes. You take them, try them on. I'll give you a return label, ship it back. You know, yeah, I would love to do stuff like that. I mean, I, I'm already doing it here anyway for people. Uh -huh. I'd love to do it on a, an online basis of, you know, especially now that people aren't shopping as much as they used to. Yeah, that, that really feels like, you know, the natural evolution of, of, the, of what you have going on now. And, right. and some, you know, I've talked to a lot of people with COVID, they've had to kind of pivot, and yep. I'm sure you are too. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but when you pivot and, and kind of forced to pivot, sometimes it opens up new paths that could it does. be exciting. Yep, it did. Um, we had been working on a website for years and then just never could get it going. And um, as soon as uh, COVID happened, I was like, whoa, we have to. We have got to do something. Right. And we were shut down for a good almost two months. And yeah. literally, I, it became, I worked harder at home than I've ever worked here at the boutique. Um, right. Hosting every day. And the customers were so great. They just, they, they, they just wanted to support us, you know, but, but buying things online. And, and you're right. That's the way that everything is moving. And it's just kind of forced everybody to move that way. Yes. I, I network with other business owners and one like in Florida, they've been in business like I have for years and yes. they, they did a website too. It's like, you have to, you got to get on that bandwagon or it's going to leave you behind. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I'm getting ready to switch gears on you. Okay. Now, we're, now I want to talk about the book. Okay. So tell, tell us, tell us about, um, the book, and, and then we're going to dig into some of the things you've learned through that process. Okay. Um, it's a children's book. It's, uh -huh. uh, the title of it is Maggie's Friend Otis, which Maggie is my daughter. Right. And she has got <clears throat> severe OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. Okay. And um, to the point where when she was um, a rising sixth grader, she begged me to homeschool. And so mm -hmm. I was like, wow, great. Here I have the boutique and now she's wanting to homeschool. Woo. So we set it up here at the back of the, of the store. Yeah. And we did that. So one day I said, listen, just draw a picture of what OCD looks like. Uh -huh. And she drew a, a cute monster, so to speak, but he looked friendly and yeah. she named him Otis Chung Daniel. <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> I got my name in there. Yeah, so you're in there. Otis uh, OCD Otis so it became a way that I would say you know when she was being repetitive and I'd say well I'm not talking to Otis anymore or yeah. she could say Otis is really bothering me and I said I think that would be a cute children's book yeah and um just so happens that I was talking with one of our customers and she says well that I, I could I publish that you know my company is a publisher and I was like wow and I d really didn't know that when I was talking to her about it yeah, and, uh, she worked with me on it and took Maggie's drawing and and had it developed into the artwork and and we put together the dialogue and and, oh. and then we had it done and then we created a little miniature Otis plush doll. Yeah. Well, that I think it's an awesome idea, and, and I think even more important than the idea is something that I want to kind of focus on is number one, having this business and having a network. That's mm -hmm. how we're able to do things in our lives. Absolutely that yes. otherwise we wouldn't know where to start. So you, you have this, this business where you're yes. meeting people 
and they have their skills and then you develop a relationship and you kind of piggyback and, and yep. help one another. So I, I think that's an important thing, knowing but, the right people. <laughs> and the thing is too, it's like knowing that you can't do it all yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you get kind of like, I can do it. Well, I, I wrote the book and I'll do that. No, you know, it's like if you can relinquish some of that and delegate, yeah. then accept the help. And I mean, that that's major. And like you said, knowing the people. So it's, it's just, I really networked out into, okay, uh, you know, networked with some of the therapists that I've met and then networked yeah. with the publisher and, and she put me in contact with someone who was over the school board and that yeah. kind of thing so that I could, you know, you reach a lot of different people. Absolutely. And one thing though that I wanted to talk about, so when you're in the boutique and you've got people coming to you, that is your comfort zone, correct? Yeah. Right. And now when you, when you went in to, to do this book, did you stay in your comfort zone? No. I actually can, can, I mean, I'm going to throw you out there, Daniel, but I actually had to call you for a little pep talk before I went in for my first meeting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It made me so anxious. I was, I was not in my comfort zone. Um, I think there's a vulnerability when you, you're not, you don't feel like you know exactly, you're not the expert on what you're talking about. And right. So you're yeah. sitting there in a, a little boardroom and you want to, you know what you're talking about as far as I knew about Otis but yeah. I don't know about publishing. I don't know about putting the book together. You know, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just getting off of that, you know, that home field advantage means a lot, you know, yeah. everybody's confident when they're talking about <laughs> what they're comfortable with and they're in their, their space. But then yeah. when we go into someone else's space, uh, that's, that's the time for growth. Oh yes. And I mean, that's been, several years now since I've, you know, maybe two years since I've entered into that. Mm -hmm. And now I feel completely comfortable going in and talking about it. Right. One thing I've, I've learned too is that just even though you're uncomfortable, be you because don't try to pretend like you're somebody else. Right. Yeah. Generally, I mean, people like you for who you are and they respect you for being honest and like, I, I don't have a clue what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it funny, though, how we want to kind of, like you say, change our personality or oh, yeah. somehow adapt in a way, but, but I agree with you, and, and that's, that's just exhausting to try to be something that you're not. Right. Uh, you know, I and, think a lot people of, appreciate authenticity. They do, absolutely. Yeah, so do, do you have any specific stories about things that you were nervous about, and then you got into it, and you're like, hey, this isn't as bad as I thought or anything that you can think of. Yeah. Um, actually, um, Maggie and I, we went to, um, Columbia to mm -hmm. meet with a, uh, a Congresswoman and she brought in some of the school board people Ooh. to discuss the book. Yes. Yeah. Well, I have a tendency of my neck gets really red and blotched <laughs> out when I get nervous. <laughs> right. There was no hiding it. Yeah. And I, I felt myself constantly putting my hand up at my neck and I was trying to talk. And I finally just said, okay, y'all. I said, yeah. when they looked at me, I said, I know that my neck is as red as can be. And <laughs> I said, that's probably what the next book's going to be about. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's yeah. nerves. Yeah. And that just, they started to laugh and it broke the ice. Yes. And they're just real people. Right. I mean, what's the worst thing that was going to happen? Yeah. You know? They Absolutely. say they, they hate the book, you know, 
No, yeah. it, it turned out to open up another opportunity because that lady, it, one of the ladies there, introduced me into going to these conferences for guidance counselors. And it just, it's like you said, it's like you just piggyback. And yeah. she, she just gave Maggie and I such a motivational speech of, wow, y'all are amazing. And it just, you know, yeah. we didn't do anything. I broke out and stuttered over my words, you know. Right, yeah. But, but that's amazing. It, you can almost, it, it's the feeling when, when you're able to kind of break those walls down, when you kind of get that human connection with everybody yeah. in the room. In yep. lieu of trying to be robotic and, and you just kind of accept yourself and the situation for what it is, then yep. there's that comfortable space where everybody feels free to, to be themselves. Right, because, you know, Maggie and I had to present um, a 50-minute seminar for guidance counselors, and, and so they had to sign up if they wanted to come to your, you know, your little session. Oh. And I, I was scared to death, <laughs> to death. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I was like, hopefully nobody will sign up. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, pulling for people not to sign up. Yeah. I was like, please don't sign up. Yeah. It was, we had so many people. And um, I knew they could tell I was nervous. But you know what? It was, I was just real. I mean, yeah. if you just don't try to be, I, all of a sudden I didn't become like this public speaker, motivational. Yeah. I was just who I am. Right. And, uh, it was just, and people like to engage in that because then they, they feel like, oh, you're human. You're not yeah. trying to put on airs or, or whatever. And Maggie and I, we really connected with them that way. That, and that's awesome. But, you know, I, I agree 100% with what you're saying, but I still find myself and try to stay aware, slipping into that, mm -hmm. oh, man, I've got to really, even with yep. this podcast and and so it's just like a constant being aware, hey, wait a minute, I'm, I'm being more, I'm trying to be something that I'm not. Right. And, and that, that, that makes it so much less fun. And also it, it just, and it also makes you more vulnerable to rejection. What, what would be the worst thing to not be yourself and get rejected for not being yourself? I'd rather, I'd rather be myself and get rejected for that. Me too. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is what I always tell Maggie, even now, because yeah. I'm like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Are yeah. they going to string us up and, and tar and feather us? You know, I yeah. mean, right. the worst, you know, the worst thing that can happen is like you said, they didn't like you for being yourself. Right. Well, how about this? You know, sometimes we think, okay, we get up, we give a speech. I've been in front of people and I feel they do a fantastic job, but I don't leave that speech thinking, feeling any better about myself. Yeah. If somebody yeah. gets up there and they're imperfect and they're not, you know, dotting the I's and crossing the T's, so to speak, then, hey, they're human. I can feel okay about me. So, yes, they're, yeah, I mean, they're, that's true, too. Yeah. And, and you know what? Even sitting in on some of these meetings, you know, regarding the book and some of the people who are like just working on this team of publishers, I found that when I was working like one on one with them, they seemed a little nervous. Like, and I, I was like, listen, it's fine. I don't even know what I'm talking about. So you are, the, and is when I did that, you could tell they were put at ease. Yes. You know? Oh, I like and, that. And then we worked really well together. I'm like, listen, don't yeah. worry about me. It's fine. Don't, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know anything. So you know. <laughs> that's great. I love yeah. that. So yeah. what, so you, you, you had a successful business. You have, you're, you're doing homeschool. You had a lot on your plate already. Mm. You, and, and you decided to do this book, I, I guess what I'm wondering is, would you do it again? I know that it wasn't as easy as you thought, but, mm -hmm. but would I would definitely do it again. One, it helped Maggie. Yeah. Um, it, regardless of if the book is hugely successful or whatever, 
it yeah. helped her. She, she, there was an outlet for her to discuss her, this mental disorder, so to speak, you know, obsessive yes. compulsive. Yeah. And, um, and she told me, she said, um, she said, mom, even if we, you know, don't sell a million books, if I could just help one person, then we were good. Oh, and yeah. she got, um, somebody posted on Instagram, actually a, a guidance counselor wrote this full thing about how, what an honor it was to meet Maggie and see someone at her age, be able to speak openly about it because she never could as a child. Oh, that's and, fantastic. Yeah. So Maggie was like, okay, we're good. Yeah. That, that makes it worth it for you too. I mean, yeah. that's, yeah. And, and as we were talking about earlier, the growth feels good. Growth and progress. Had you remained in the same pond, yep. you don't get that satisfaction. And now you probably are thinking, Hey, I did this once. Maybe I can do something. I can get out of this pond again. Right? Yeah. And, and I have, to, you know, and, and even we've discussed, you know, other books, the, the publishers talked about, you know, they'd like to do an anxiety disorder series because yes. I mean, everybody now, I, I know you and I've discussed it, that mental health is so, so like a focal point in today's world. Absolutely. People are really focused on that. And yeah. children especially kind of get looked over, you know. Yeah. It's like we don't, we don't really identify with a lot of what's going on until we're adults. Right. Um, I yes. just happened to have noticed Maggie and took her to therapy and therapy, you know, until it's like, okay, this is a, a big deal. And a lot yeah. of time, a lot of kids have it and they just don't realize it. Yes. Yeah, I think and, I would definitely do something else. It's like constantly learning and doing new things. I mean, we've talked about that too. I love, I mean, I love to try to figure out how to do my taxes or, you know, <laughs> yeah. how to do my own legal work. Right. I Absolutely. love that kind of stuff. Yeah, I know you do. And, and yes. that, that constant learning new things, uh, trying new things, that's what feels good. That's what growth is all about. Oh, it does. Yeah, it does. But I, I agree with you. I think with, with Maggie and with anyone that has some type of mental issue, once they can give, you know, she, she named, I, I think that was a great question that you asked her to draw what it looked like because you get these things out of your head on the paper and you start talking about it and you become more comfortable with it and then to get that validation. So mm -hmm. congratulations. You know, it's, it, from what her, um, you know, therapist said, I didn't realize it at the time, but it's externalization. So okay. it's now you've taken something and, and okay, it's Otis. It's not who Maggie is. It doesn't mm -hmm. identify her. Otis is what's causing the issue. You know, right. now she can, she can look at something and it became a way for us to talk about it too in public. She might be having a, a major attack of it and she could just say, mom, Otis is really, really bothering me. Yes. You know, people are probably like, what? but that's a way for us to discuss it. And what Yeah. No, that's great. And I think the same idea can be used, like you say, I, I think in a lot of different ways, not just obsessive compulsive, but oh, yeah. the, the naming and, and kind of putting an identity with it's where it's, what was the word externalization externalization i mean yeah, yeah you're right it could be applied to any addiction uh right. you know just putting realizing that is not who you are but it's right. it's what's bothering you absolutely no i like that so yep. let me ask you this are you with all these things you've got going on are you into personal improvement personal growth books do you listen to anyone or or is this just something inside of you that's drive to do things no, I love, um, I love podcasts. Um, I okay. listen to them. I love, uh, 
No. How about the average the average dude? Have you ever listened? I mean, to that's it? actually my favorite number. One. <laughs> I'm just, I, I, I mean, <laughs> just, just checking. Just checking. I know. I, I'm glad you asked that. That's the greatest yeah. question. Yeah. Um, but I am all about improving and learning from other people. Like Masterclass is a little series that I had joined where it takes famous business owners, say, you know, um, Anna Wintour, who was the editor in chief of Vogue, or it took the um, CEO of Starbucks and it, and they answer all these questions of how they overcame certain obstacles, how you do these things. And that's the way we better ourselves. Don't try to think that you can do it yourself. It's like doing like what you're doing, just talking with other people uh -huh. and you hear it. And it's like, maybe one thing somebody says, they'll go, Oh, that's, that's what I needed to hear. Absolutely. Uh -huh. Yeah. That's why I love talking to people because it, it sparks these ideas within yourself when you're able to hear other people express themselves. Oh yeah. So, let me ask you this, Jenny. I try to keep these to 30 minutes. Okay. What, what in the next five years, if I, if I'm still doing this podcast and I have you back on here, mm -hmm. I'll have you back on earlier, but in five years, what, what do you think is going to be happening? We talked a little bit about the evolution of the business. We talked yep. about more books. Do you, do you have that kind of foresight to see down the road of what you might like to do? I really, really would like to have a major online web presence with our store. Yeah. I, I really would um, because there's so much potential there that we have not tapped into. And yes, I agree. There is. There's so much. And I would love to... You know, I, of course, I'd like to do more books, but I would really like to focus on this one right now and, yes. you know, see it through to what it can be and then yes. add to it, you know, yeah, uh, whatever the potential is. But yeah, I just see in five years, we're going to have a great website. That, that's yeah. my big goal for the business. Yeah. And, no, I and think for that's Maggie, great. who's going to be 17 this month, uh -huh. for her to really take Otis by it's been a learning experience for her and let, let that be something she can build too. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That'd be a great goal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Jenny, I appreciate it. I think that's a fantastic, I think you're going to have a, a, I think it will be, I see it now. It's going to be a great website. I think and, so. Uh, now I've set it out there. It's like, it's in the, it's in the cloud. <laughs> that's so, right. I mean, people are going to come back and say, you, you, you made that up. Yeah, so if, if we want to see your website right now, if we want to go to your store, we go to A Boutique on Highway 9? That's right. We're at 1425 Bullen Springs Road. And yep. um, the website's a work in progress, but it is aboutiquesc.com. Okay. Yeah. All right. And the name so we're of on Facebook and Instagram too. So don't, don't forget that, Daniel. Absolutely. I, those are not, I'm a LinkedIn guy, but uh, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll branch out. Well, we're on LinkedIn too. So there okay. you go. All right. Well, I want you to post that so so that Average Dude gets a little bit of uh, of uh, name recognition. Oh yeah, too. Average Dude's not so average. <laughs> you got some great guests on here. I'm yeah. not talking about because you had me, but I'm talking about yeah, yeah. After you, absolutely. <laughs> Jenny, have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you. All right, Daniel. Soon. All Thanks. Right. Love you. Bye. Love you. Well, that's it, folks. Episode nine is in the book. Thank you to Jennifer Watkins, my cousin, Jenny Winnie. I appreciate it. Folks, we're not slowing down with the Average Dude podcast. I'm enjoying it. We've got some additional, some more fantastic guests coming up. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Let's roll.